want to start attracting qualified potential buyers into your business, you need a better lead magnet. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about what is wrong with lead magnets and how to make one that does not suck. So stay tuned. What change becomes possible when 100,000 people are impacted by your work? This question came to me one day and I have been working to find the answer ever since. Hi, I'm Jess and I help online course creators amplify their influence and create a movement with their message. And on this podcast, I am sharing the simple strategies and systems to help you impact more people with your programs so you can create quantum growth in your industry. You are listening to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Jess here, and today I am talking all about lead magnets. Lead magnets are not a new topic of conversation. We have been using lead magnets since the dawn of time on the internet. However, the strategy behind a good lead magnet has changed. And if you are still following a strategy that was developed or popularized back in 2020 or even before, I hate to say it, but you have an outdated system. And so in today's episode, I'm going to break down what makes a lead magnet actually valuable, actually working, and how to create a lead magnet that's going to attract your potential qualified buyers, as well as help convert them into clients down the road. So let's dig in. First things first, I want to talk about what is not working when it comes to lead magnets. The first thing here is that lead magnet strategy and lead gen strategy online is always changing. Everything with marketing is always changing, right? As people become aware of what's going on, people's buying behavior changes, the way that the economy is going changes people's buyers' behavior the price of eggs, as we talked about, right? All sorts of things change the way that people make purchasing decisions. And so the same thing is true when it comes to lead generation, right? To growing your audience, to getting people into your funnel and onto your email list. And so back in 2019, when I created a course called the Loyalist Generator, that course no longer relevant, right? The strategies I taught back in 2019 are no longer relevant now in 2023. And spoiler alert, the strategies I'm going to teach you in 2023 are probably not going to be relevant in 2025. But it's being willing to change and grow and listen to what's going on in the industry and do something different is what keeps people like moving forward in this business in this business. So the first thing I want to talk about is how 2020 was really the gold rush online, right? Everybody was home. People did not have the ability to start or maintain their business in person. So a lot of people took their brick and mortar businesses online and people were home, right? There were consumers who were hungry for information, for education, and for something to freaking do besides like play with their kids and their dog. And so there was really this gold rush online in the course creation industry. And maybe you started your business in 2020. And so this was really, really or this was really when you came into the marketing industry. And if that's true, awesome. Welcome. Hi. But things that were working in 2020 are just not working anymore today. And we have to really understand why in order to improve moving forward. So 
with the gold rush online, created the rise of the freebie hoarder. And maybe you were this person too, right? Back then, leads were cheap, like Facebook ads were cheap, and you could get anybody's email for not terribly expensive, right? And this really was because people were actively seeking information online. They wanted to give you their email address in order to get some taste of free information. And a lot of these people were new to the online marketing world, to the online course world, right? They were people who previously did not know this existed and now they have time and they're home and they're getting hit with these targeted ads. And so of course leads were cheap. However, with this though, people were cheap leads doesn't mean they were necessarily high quality leads. With freebie hoarding comes giving your email address to anybody and everybody and then never actually taking action on the information that you're receiving. And at the end of the day, freebie hoarders are not your ideal client, right? They are not the kind of people that you want to get on your list because if your list is just sitting there and they're not actually converting into clients, they're not really doing you any good. And if you have an email marketing system that charges you based on the size of your list, they may actually be costing you. And so we don't want to attract quantity of people necessarily. And with this, we saw a lot of people growing big lists fairly quickly because the cost was low, but the quality was also low. And then those people who grew a monster list very, very quickly and cheaply then created courses to teach you how to do the same thing that worked in 2020 and no longer works today. And what has happened is the market has sophisticated. With market sophistication comes a different level of understanding around how to reach people. You do not necessarily want to grow your list full of freebie hoarders. You do not want to grow a list of people who just want free information and don't actually want to purchase a program. And so how do you stop attracting freebie hoarders and how do you start attracting actual qualified leads for your program? That's really how you know you have an effective lead generation funnel, right? When you're not just attracting free people on your list, you're attracting people who are actually interested in purchasing your program and go on to do so in the next six to 12 months, right? Or even faster, hopefully. And so when you have this sophistication of the market, you have to change the way that you are speaking. You have to really be conscious about how you're attracting people onto your list, And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about today in creating a more effective lead gen funnel to get those really good potential qualified buyers onto your list, not just the freebie hoarders. So there's a few big mistakes that I see most people making when it comes to their freebie, right? First of all, is not really understanding the purpose of a lead generation Uh, funnel, right? The first thing is that people are like, oh, I need a freebie. So they take a PDF or a random thing that they've created and they're like, awesome, I'll just stick this as a freebie because somebody told me I needed a freebie. But at the end of the day, you don't need a freebie, right? That isn't what you need. What you need is is a carrot, right? You need a little carrot that's going to attract somebody who's like, ooh, I'm a rabbit and I want to eat that carrot. And I'll get more into that uh, analogy here in a second. But what a lot of people do is they're like, oh, my business coach said I need a freebie. I'm just going to take this random PDF, put it on my website as a pop-up. I now have a freebie moving on. 
Unfortunately, one, pop-ups don't really convert, so that's not a terribly effective lead gen strategy, but also they are not intentional. So if they are attracting people, they're not necessarily attracting the right people or attracting people who are actually going to purchase your program. And so by repurposing a random PDF, you're not actually putting out something that is going to attract the right quality leads for your program. The second thing that I see people do that is a big mistake is not having a clear plan to convert. And I will tell you that I have made this mistake personally, and it cost me potentially $51,000. And I actually have a podcast all about this. You can check out the link below to go listen to that podcast. It was from a couple years ago, but I really go into detail into how I discovered that you really should have a plan for conversion when you go into creating your freebie because I had created a really high value freebie that attracted a ton of potential clients, but then I didn't think through the path that they would take as they went down the road to my launch and I lost over half of them along the way because my messaging was not congruent. And so if you do not have a plan in place to convert those leads, you're maybe attracting people and then losing them halfway to the finish line, right? And this is what I call a leaky funnel. If you're getting people into your funnel, but they're not making it to the bottom, you have a big hole in the side. That is because you did not have a plan to convert them in mind when you set up the strategy. And so when I will help you create your lead gen funnel, we'll start with the end in mind. We will begin it with where we want them to go in mind so that we're making sure that the entire way is a very clear line. And so go and listen to that episode after this one. It's the mistake that cost me $51,000 or something like that, but I'll post it below so you can check it out. But that was a really big lesson for me in having a clear plan going into it for how I was going to message the whole funnel to get them to convert. And then the last thing is getting in front of the wrong people to begin with, right? And this is really something that we may not realize that we're doing, and somebody may just tell us that quantity is better than quality. In fact, I had a client who was in the agency tell me that they were taking this lead generation mini course or whatever from somebody who said that, or I think it was a challenge, and at the end of the challenge, she would send your lead gen funnel to her giant list of like 200,000 people. Okay, that sounds cool and all, but like, are those 200,000 people your ideal clients? And also, can you imagine being on that list and just getting a whole bunch of random information that doesn't actually pertain to you? This client had a very or has a very specialized business. Their ideal client is somebody who is in a very specific place in their life and business. Not everybody qualifies under who that person's ideal client is. I'm not their ideal client. And so if I were on a list for this person who's marketing freebies, so I'm assuming I would maybe be an ideal client for this coach because I like am a course creator, but I am not the ideal client for my client. And so if you sent me her opt-in for whatever reason, I would not be interested in it. And so even if she got leads from that blast, which I highly doubt would happen, they may not even be the right people. And oftentimes I see people watering down the messaging around their freebie to attract more leads when that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. When you have a very specific ideal client, you need to have a very specific 
carrot that's going to attract that person. And watering it down in hopes that you get more leads doesn't actually help you in the long run because if the leads aren't the right people to convert, they're a waste of space. And not that, like, I don't mean this in a mean way. Like, I love these people. I'm sure they are genuine, heart-centered humans. But if they are not the right people for the offer, there's no reason for them to be on your list. Like, that is just creating a misaligned expectation for them and for you. And so we don't want wrong people on your list. We want to make sure that we're attracting the right people and getting in front of the right people from the beginning so that the chances of them converting at the end are even higher because we know at least that they're the people who are seeking a solution to the problem that you solve. So now that we know some of the bigger mistakes that people are making when it comes to their funnel, how do you create a lead magnet or a lead gen funnel that actually works? And so the first thing that I mentioned already before is that you must begin with the end in mind. So to kind of give you some more context to the $51,000 mistake that I made, I was launching a course that, again, my messaging has changed dramatically since then, but the course was called Standout Sales. And Standout Sales was teaching you, ultimately, it was teaching you how to launch and create a course, but for some reason, I was in denial about that. And so I was calling it a messaging program. I was going to teach you how to stand out as a CEO online. Like, so vague, guys. It was awful. Clearly, I have done some work on this myself. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to be a standout CEO, how to stand out online, take a stand for what you believe in, and build a business around the message that you are here to create in the world, right? And so that was my end game. And my freebie was called the challenge fix, which maybe you've taken the challenge fix. I had thousands of people go through that program. It was initially a free lead magnet that then turned into a paid mini course. And so, so many people went through this, but my lead magnet at the very top of my funnel was called the challenge fix. And it was training on how to run a five-day challenge launch. And so just looking at that from the beginning is necessarily somebody who wants to learn how to run a five-day challenge a right fit for standout CEO or standout sales? Not necessarily, right? Like maybe they already have a course. Like again, that messaging around that program was so weird and so vague, but like I started to realize that like, okay, like I ran it and this freebie did amazing, right? I attracted a couple thousand leads into my funnel because it was such a well-positioned freebie all around running a five-day challenge launch. And so that part was great. But then down the funnel, I used the messaging around becoming a standout CEO and what it meant to be a standout CEO. And that totally lost literally half the people who had opted into the five-day challenge Uh, launch mechanism or the five-day challenge freebie, right? And so had my launch mechanism been more about launching and been like the messaging that it actually should have been, not just me being stupid, I could have kept those people on that road, right? But instead I had like 2,000 people opt into the freebie and like 600 opt into the launch mechanism. Like that's a huge loss of potential clients there, right? Because the messaging was incongruent. And so had I begun with the end in mind, I would not have had that freebie. I would have created a more line freebie to the offer. Or had I not been stupid, I would have realized that my messaging around the offer was terrible. And that had I started with a program that was more focused on launching, having a five-day challenge freebie would have made more sense. So huge lesson learned. 
I am so grateful that I went through that experience, but maybe you're sitting here too where your freebie is attracting people who are maybe not the ideal client for your offer. And you may not even realize it until you really take a step back and you're like, wait a second, are these the same people? And are these people, like, am I indicating when they opt into this that they are an ideal client for this? Like, am I being clear about this? So we will begin with the end in mind. You have to figure out where you are going to take them before you figure out how you're going to attract the people to take them there. And when we have this really clean, clear process of messaging that will walk people through, you're more likely to get more of them to the end when you have that in mind from the beginning. So that's the first thing is really starting with where are you taking them? The second thing is creating it to educate your audience on your solution, not on the problem. This is something that I think a lot of people are making a mistake around, especially in their content and how they talk about their business. But we have been taught to create content around the problem that we solve. So for example, maybe you help moms create meal plans for themselves and their family that they can make in 30 minutes a day, right? Easy, quick, family-friendly dinners. Maybe that's your niche. And so you may be creating content around why you should make family-friendly meals in 30 minutes, like how to do that, educating them around the things that they need to know in order to do that. Okay, cool. That's educating them around the problem, but it isn't educating them around your solution. And so what ends up happening is you're attracting people who are problem aware, but you're not attracting people who are solution aware. And so these are two very different places when you are speaking to a customer journey, right? Somebody who is problem aware knows that they have a problem, but they don't know how to solve it. And they may not even be aware that it's a problem that is actual, that is able to be solved, right? And so they are sitting in the place of like, oh, like this is a struggle and pain point for me. But one, not so much that I'm seeking a solution to it. And two, not so much that I'm even aware that there may be a potential solution to it. And so the theory here, when you create content around problem awareness, is that you can convince them that they need to solve their problem and then convince them that you are the right person to solve that problem. Well, why not take that first thing out of the equation and just talk to the people who know they have a problem and are actively seeking a solution. That just seems easier to me, right? So rather than educating people on the problem, we need to be educating people on your solution. What do you teach? How do you solve this for them? How have you solved this for yourself and others? And what is your specific framework It's going to solve that problem. And when you create a lead gen funnel around your solution, not only does it attract people who are actively seeking a solution, it also attracts the people who are looking to you to have that solution. So you're attracting people who are ready to buy. So this is a really important distinction and one that may not be terribly intuitive when it comes to messaging your program and really making sure that you're bringing in the right people who are ready to purchase a solution to this problem. So the third thing is creating context for your content. So inside your actual lead magnet, inside the actual asset that you're creating, that is the value that you're exchanging for their email address. This is really important to create context for your content. So oftentimes when we have a freebie, we just deliver the freebie, right? You're like, hey, I have this checklist. Here's the checklist, the end of the checklist. But if you do not create context, oftentimes people will not actually get into it or get anything out of it. 
our brains are so overwhelmed with information all day long that it's like, okay, cool, a checklist, awesome, next, right? But when you create context around it, what is it? Why is it important? Why is this what they need? And now that they have this, what do they do next? Kind of building that context around it is a really important part to not only attracting the right people for your offer, but also for getting those people to convert. So by creating context for how this information will fit into their existing frame of knowledge, you not only help them integrate that information and take action on it, you're also showing them now that they know this, what comes next. And that is the perfect place to position your program as the next step. So by creating this pre-frame and post-frame, you're creating context around the information and giving additional value that will help them see that you are the person to help them solve this problem. So inside of like a freebie, I do this at the beginning and the end, after the introduction, before the offer, but inside of like a training, this can be at any point, and you can also do this in your emails. So inside the Launcher Lead Gen Funnel mini course, you will learn how to create the pre-framing and post-framing to create context for your content so that people actually take action on it. The fourth piece of this is bridging the gap from freebie to offer. And so unfortunately, oftentimes we'll attract leads, but we don't have a plan to bridge the gap into buyers. And this leads people like down this little road and then kind of leaves them hanging, right? How are you going to lead them into your offer? And if you don't have a lead or if you don't have an evergreen offer or an offer that you sell on automation, then this becomes a little bit harder if you're trying to keep people on your list long enough before your next live launch. And so there's a few different ways that you can do this, but being strategic is key. You now have these people. How do you keep their attention and bridge the gap between where they are now and where they are going to be when they need to purchase your program? And so keeping them engaged on your list, emailing your list regularly, and also creating content that makes it clear that you have a solution and that the doors to the solution are opening soon. Again, I am a huge, huge, huge proponent of always having some kind of automated sales mechanism at all times that will get people into your course when they are ready to buy it. I think making people wait until you launch again is inhumane. (laughs) People want to solve their problem now. And if you're attracting people who are solution-minded, they really want to solve it now. They're seeking a solution and they are ready to purchase it. And so kind of waiting for the stars to align for when you're ready to launch again and they're ready to buy the program, you're leaving a lot up to chance and astronomy, right? You can really simplify that process by having an automated sales mechanism that allows them to join your program when they are ready to have the solution to their problem. And so when you have like positioning and messaging that bridges that gap from like, okay, now you have this, but you to really solve your problem, you need this. And that gap, the way to cross that river is my program and how you position that is absolutely key to taking them from like, okay, cool, that was great free information or worse, like awesome. Now I don't need a program. Like that is the absolute worst thing that you could do is give them overconfidence that they can solve the problem with your free information because we know that that's not going to solve the real problem, right? Now they have this other problem that they really need to solve and your program will help them solve it. And so you don't want to create this like false sense of confidence that doesn't actually help anybody. But by bridging the gap from like they downloaded your freebie into being a qualified lead for your program, there's a set of strategic content pieces that you can line in there that will make that happen for you. And like I said, inside the Launcher Lead Gen Funnel, I'm going to go into this specifically so you know exactly what to do to bridge that gap. 
And then lastly, I want to talk about this because it's a little bit controversial, but I think it's really important. I believe in talking about your offer early and often and selling your offer early and often, right? I think that we have this weird misconception that if we talk about our offer, it's going to scare people off. Or if I mention my course, people aren't going to want to buy it. Or I don't know, some kind of weirdness that like, okay, now I owe them a bunch of free information because they gave me their email address and I'm not allowed to talk about my course. Like what, what is that coming from? Like, I don't understand why we believe that grown adults can't make a decision based on wanting to purchase something and that we somehow owe them more free content before we're allowed to pitch or that there's like a certain amount of time that like makes it okay to mention your offer. I think all of that conditioning is dumb. And I think that we need to let it go. And that being willing and being confident about mentioning your offer early and often is so key in creating an effective lead gen strategy. Because again, think about the mindset of the person who's opting into your funnel. They have a problem. They are actively seeking a solution. And they saw something that you had to offer that indicated that you could help them with that solution. But if they opt into that and then you're afraid to tell them about your solution because of some weird patriarchal programming, then they're not going to be served by your content, right? And so you should be mentioning your offer early and often. You should have an automated sales system that allows them to purchase your program early and often because they probably are looking to solve this problem now, not three months from now when you decide to open the doors again. And so this is a really key piece of this strategy is being comfortable talking about your offer, having really clear messaging about what it does and to who it helps. And so they know if this is the right next step for them and they know how that they can get started now that they know that it's the right step for them. And so really being willing to talk about it, to mention your offer, to show them the information, right? To be as clear as possible. Because like I said, in the gold rush, people who were opting in did not necessarily realize that a freebie was something that you used for lead generation for an offer. And that's why a lot of people got mad when you would sell to them. And I talked about this in regards to webinars recently, and that if you're telling people it's a free training, but it's really a webinar, you're creating a misaligned expectation. The same thing is true with a freebie, right? They, I think that, again, the market is becoming more sophisticated, but back then, if you gave somebody something for free, they got annoyed if you pitched to them. But that isn't the case anymore, right? People are aware of what this is. They are aware of what they're doing. And in most markets, that is true. You may have a market that's a little bit newer to the online space, and that's absolutely something we can talk about inside the workshop. But this is something that's really key if you are going to like have a successful lead gen funnel is realizing that the people opting in are likely, especially if your messaging is appropriate, seeking a solution to a problem that they are aware of that they have. So they are looking for a solution and you have the solution. So why not tell them about it? Like it seems so silly not to mention it. It'd be like if your best friend was a hairdresser and you were hanging out one day and you're like, man, I really need to get a haircut. I really wish I knew a hairdresser. I really like really want to get my hair cut. Your hair looks great. Who do you go to? Do you know any hairdressers? And she's like, well, you're my friend. And I just feel like I can't tell you that I'm a hairdresser. No, that would be ridiculous. You'd be like, girl, you're a hairdresser. How did I not know this? So be willing to tell people how you help them. Don't gatekeep your offers because you're afraid that people might I don't know, think something weird about you. Let them think whatever they want to think, right? You wouldn't want to keep something from somebody who wants that solution 
for some silly reason, you know? So that's the last part. Be willing to present your offer and talk about your offer early and often. So I hope that this was helpful. I have another episode coming out next week all about the five different kinds of lead magnets that there are and when to offer which and how to really use it in a way that's going to be strategic and importantly optimized. Um, But I really think that this is such an important conversation around lead generation. And as I've mentioned a couple times, I have a new mini course that's launching soon that is all about launching your lead gen funnel. And so if you're listening to this before March 6th of 2023, go check out the link uh, quantumcoursecreator.com forward slash lead dash gen. If you're listening to this after that, you can still go there, but it's not going to be free anymore. You're going to pay $197. It's going to be worth every single penny. Um, So definitely go check that out. And I hope to see you in there and help you launch your lead gen funnel in a really strategic way that's going to actually attract those qualified potential buyers, not just those freebie hoarders. So Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and I will see you in my next episode. Have a good day.